This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 54, we're going to be talking about homeschooling digital natives. Now, just in case you have never heard the term digital natives and its counterpart, digital immigrants, let me just explain what I mean. In 2001, Mark Prensky used these terms, he coined the terms to describe the two different types of people that we found in the world today. Digital natives are those who have been born in the digital era. That would mean most of our children if we are homeschooling parents listening. Digital immigrants are people born before the digital era, i.e. the homeschool parents. And to really understand your role and how you and your children relate, both as student, teacher, and as parent, child, you need to just stop a little and think about the fact that you are different to your children in how we, how you interact with technology. Because same for me too, even though I'm super techie, it doesn't really matter. We have a different view of the world just because we were born in a different age. Our children just have never experienced the world that we did pre all the internet and uh, phones that operate as cameras and messaging devices and portals to the internet and everything else. Before we dive into this, I just want to give an analogy just just to help you understand what we're dealing with here. Imagine that you went across to a foreign country with your husband. Let's say it's kind of an island, it's all by itself, you somehow cannot get back. Once you're there, you have to stay there. And you go and you live in a compound, so you're not living in amongst the foreigners, but you're instead living in a compound with other people from the same country you're from. While you are there, you have a baby. So the baby is a native of that country. You, of course, are the immigrant. You have some choices now as to as your child grows up. Remember, you can't leave this place in my fictitious, fictitious story. You have some choices now about how you're going to bring the child up. You are not obviously a native of the, con- of the country, but your child is and will always live there. You could, first of all, decide to just let your child out of the compound as soon as they could walk and move around and just let them go and explore the place and learn about their native country. On the flip side, you could decide you don't want them mixing with the locals. You don't like their culture. You don't think everything they do is correct or you have some issues with things. And so instead, you keep your child in the compound. So, of course, at some point, you're going to have to let them go because they're probably going to need to attend university, perhaps get a job, etc. And so you keep them there, but eventually they will have to go and then they will not be prepared for that world. Or you could, once your child gets old enough, start to go out into the world around you with your child. Together, go around, learn about the culture, discuss it, see what you like, what you don't like, understand, appreciate, and generally start to fit in. 
And that is the same as we are looking at this from the digital native, digital immigrant point of view. You have to understand that as digital immigrants, we just see the world differently. I hear my generation constantly talking about like the virtual world, the, the online world, digital. We'll use these terms a lot. But for digital natives, the world that they inhabit is one and the same. Talking to somebody, if, if my child comes back or my children come home and say, I talked to so-and-so today, they may not mean they spoke verbally at all. That could have been through text message, through Instagram, through Snapchat, um, or any other way that might have not involved face-to-face -face conversation at all, or even a telephone conversation. Because for them, all of that is talking and communicating, whereas we still differentiate between texting and speaking. That's just one small example. I'm going to link to a, a comic or meme, whatever you want to call it, that I found, which I think is very indicative of these two different ways of looking at the world. It was done by Adam Ellis when he was working at BuzzFeed. I'll just describe it to you because obviously you can't see it right now. There is the same picture twice over. At the top, it's in black and white. There are four people. Three of them are younger. One of them looks like he's a dad. And they are all sitting and looking at their screens while they are on a metro. And the caption there is literally, staring at our screens isolates us and makes us antisocial. And that is often the view of our generation as we look particularly at teens all sitting there or even ourselves looking at the phones. The bottom picture though, same picture, but now it actually explains what each person is doing. The dad is reading a text from his daughter or son, which just says, just bought my plane ticket home. Tell mom I say hi to smiley faces. The one girl in the picture just saw the new baby pictures. Can't wait to see you this weekend. The other girl in the picture, last night was fun. Been thinking about you all day. And the guy in the picture, on my way, should I pick up snacks for the party? And so you see what looked like very antisocial were actually four people being very social. It's just not the way we as digital immigrants define social. We're thinking social in terms of always one-to-face-to-face -to -face contact. So how does this fact that there is this divide affect us as a homeschool parent and how does it need to, how do we need to change to adapt? I'm going to mention five different things in a particular order. And I also want to say that I'm going to just mention these very briefly. I'm going to be unpacking many of these in more detail in the coming weeks. We're not just going to be looking at these topics interspersed. I'm going to have some interviews. We're going to be looking at some other topics, but I am going to start to focus on many of these things that I have not covered yet. So firstly, we have to realize that literacy in today's world must include digital literacy. It is just, it's, this part of our world is here and it's never going to go away. So our children need to first of all learn digital communication skills, how to be polite, how to be appropriate through online communication. They need to learn to understand what news is fake news and when is it valid. They need to understand that whole thing. They need to learn about their digital footprint. Just as you make sure when your children go somewhere they don't leave physical footprints where they shouldn't or leave dirty fingerprints on things, they need to think about what they're leaving behind them digitally. They need to learn how to do research, not just 
going to a physical library anymore, but online research. How do they do that? They need to also learn about things like copyright and plagiarism. Secondly, as we teach our children to use tools, things like you teach a children how to use a scissors safely, how to use a knife, how to use the vacuum cleaner, we'll just teach them how to use the stove, the microwave, all these different things. We have to make sure that our children are also learning digital tools. Do they know how to uh, create a document online? Can they create graphics online? Do they know how to make a website to make a video? And you know that I've covered many of these topics on this podcast, and I will try and cover even more of them. So if you're new to the podcast, go back and look and see, because these give you easy ways of introducing them to your children. Also, show sponsor, Funder Fund Academy, has a whole computer applications class, a full year class for 7th grade through 12th grade, which focuses on digital literacy and digital tool skill sets that they need. So if you feel that you can't easily teach them these things, go sign your child up for that next year, or even they have just a four-week one on Google Drive tools. At least start with that. By the way, I'm going to have links to everything in the show notes. You could find that at homeschool, homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And this is episode 54. Thirdly, when you're teaching your children reading, writing, and math, you need to add coding to it. I have covered this in so many previous episodes in various ways. I'll again link to those in the show notes in case you missed them, but you can go back and see those. But if you're not convinced that your child needs to code, go listen to that, do your own research, and you will see they do. So you need to, from an early age, start to add in coding logic, coding games, and make sure that they do know how to code by the time they finish high school. Fourth, safety. When your children are younger, you do not let them just walk out in the neighborhood by themselves for the first time when they turn 8 or 9 or 10. You start off and you go with them. You push them in a buggy. Later, as they're getting older, same when you go to the mall, for instance. You go to the mall, put them in the buggy, push them around. They get a little older and you start to hold their hand while you walk with them around the mall. Then you get to eventually when they're a little older and you let their, you'll let their hand go in the store, but they need to walk next to you. Then you're okay if they're just in an aisle or two nearby in the set. And eventually you might even let them be in a store by themselves or you're in a, in a nearby store. When they get to middle school, high school, you start to let them go in groups of friends alone. And eventually when they're driving, you'll let them pop off to the mall by themselves. And the same thing walking around your neighborhood. It's the same thing with online safety. You don't just one day give your kid an iPad in their hands and let them loose on it. You have to teach your child as they're growing slowly little bit by little bit all the things they need to know and there is a lot obviously stranger danger is just as important online as it is in the real world talk to them about social media talk to them about the fact that an avatar can mask the actual age of a person just because the person looks young does not mean they are young you do not know that they need to be careful about chat rooms need to be careful about photo sharing when they make sure that they have their location off so that they're not sharing where they are you want to teach them to use their devices, though, when they do get to have a phone, teach them how they can quickly call um, 911. Most phones, I know my iPhone has an emergency button to press. Make sure they know how to access those things. Then make sure that they can keep their own goods online safe. Teach them how to have strong passwords. Teach them how to be aware of phishing scams. 
you know, as you encounter these things, call them and show them and teach them what it is. And then the fifth thing is you need to be looking not just at the physical health, but also at the mental and emotional health as it is affected by tech and the online world. So you need to be talking to them about cyberbullying so that your child is not um, either doing it or being a victim to it. You need to think through how much screen time, what's good, what's not good, and we're going to actually be dealing with that topic next week, so come back to listen to that. And you need to look at tech addiction. It is a thing. It might not affect your children, but you need to know about it and be aware of it and make your children aware long before they're actually at the place where that might hit them so that you're not just teaching them about drugs and about drinking, but you're teaching them about other forms of addiction too. So you need to remember that this is not going to just all come easy to you. There are not a lot of parenting books out, I don't think yet, that are bringing all these things together. But we are digital immigrants who have digital natives as children. And as homeschool parents, we're having to parent them and teach them in a wise fashion. Come and join our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology uh, podcast community. Again, link will be in the show notes. Come join us there. Let's talk through things together. Bring up your concerns. Let's see if together we can make this a little easier. And as I said, come back for future episodes and I will try to cover as many of these topics as possible. Look forward to seeing you again here next week as we keep going with this discussion. Um, Same time, same place. Tell your friends, invite them. I'd love to have more people listening to this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.